This is a Rooster Teeth production. Well, hello and welcome hello. to the Death Battle Cast, the show where we um, argue and complain about characters that uh, we kind of sort of might know. <laughs> We'll see what happens this episode. Hey, I'm Ben. I'm the voice of a Wiz in Death Battle, joined, of course, by Chad. Voice hey. of Boomstick. What's up, Chad? Hello. You uh, if you're new you to doing? the show and you're listening uh, or watching, stick around. It's better than Ben sold it. <laughs> nah, I mean, sometimes, you know, so, sometimes we'll have a really good episode, but usually this episode's going like... to be great. <laughs> <laughs> um. And joining us, we have a uh, producer of the show, Aaron. Hello. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Happy to be and here. And editor of the show, Nick. Or hey, what's going on? He's what's going? He prefers to be called, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Nicholas. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Like, everybody in my family called me Nicholas growing up. And at some point in like eighth grade, I just decided, you know what? Outside of the family, I'm going by Nick. But like, even to this day, it's just weird to me if somebody in the family calls me Nick. It's like, I, I don't like it. Call me Nicholas. That's strange. But, and and it's the inverse that. outside the family. So like, when you call me Nicholas, that's freaking weird, man. <laughs> you, should, you should apologize. I was like, I didn't, know, I didn't know that fact, and I've known you for 15 years. So let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you're new to the show, uh, like Chad mentioned, and, and you think this is going to be uh, boring as I have sold it, um, it's not going to be boring because we're going to be talking about a potential matchup that we have seen requested quite a few times. Um, Zelda from, you know, Zelda, Zelda that guy, <laughs> uh, versus uh, Lucina from Fire Emblem. We, at this point, I don't think we've, we've never had a death battle with a Fire Emblem character, have we? I, think we I don't might think have had so. A DX or two. I can't remember. No, I, I don't think we've had a Fire Emblem character. I know this is... Yeah. If it wasn't obvious to the audience, the reason why I think we're choosing this matchup is because Tears of the Kingdom, and this was less planned, but also Fire Emblem. What's the new one called? Engage. I forgot what it's called. There you go. They, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We, we got the engage. Fire Emblem expert. In yeah, Engage. <laughs> yep. So, yep. hey, yeah, they're both getting two new cool games coming out in the foreseeable future, so why not have them fight to the death? Which, yeah. Engage, like... You can summon old characters, right? Isn't that a thing? Is that a thing? Yeah. It looks like you can summon Marth. I assume yeah. you can do that with other characters. I, I'm not a Fire Emblem expert. I played the one on Game Boy Advance, the first one that came stateside, and that was it. Um, yeah. If, well, I, I know assume there you can are, do other characters, too. There, there have been games, especially when, when Amiibos came out, um, you could use those to summon certain Fire Emblem characters in other games. Um, mm. So Lucina appears in multiple games, um, as just a summonable ally, essentially, through, through her amiibo. Oh, Same with Prom, okay. Uh, Roy, Marth, etc. Um, yeah, I think so you can summon her in Monster Hunter. And, of course, there's Smash yeah, Brothers yeah. as well. Um, of course, Smash Brothers. So, all right. Um, also, if you have not seen it, there is a brand new death battle out. Uh, we have uh, Black Adam versus Apocalypse. Um, out just in time before the Black Adam movie comes out. Gee, uh, we totally didn't plan that, did, did we, guys? That wasn't, <laughs> wasn't part of the plan at all. 
Um, that's never how Death Battle works. <laughs> and man, was um, a sick fight track from uh, Omega Sparks, uh, Swats, and Brandon Yates, man. So good. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's very yes. good. It's one of my favorites this I... season, honestly. It's like that and the one from um, Thor Vegeta. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was Princess of yeah, Power. Awesome. Yeah. Princess of Pride. Good Princess one. of Pride. That's actually yeah. so close. I don't have my glasses, otherwise, I push them up my nose. <laughs> The one that revealed that Brandon really should probably just make a, a Viking metal album at some point <laughs> because it's just so freaking good. Um, yes, so uh, be sure to check out Black Adam versus Apocalypse. We also have a new episode coming out that was announced at the end of that one, which um, is sort of a twist on a very popular uh, request. Um, but we can talk about that later on in the show. Um, so here's how this is going to work with... Uh, Zelda versus Lucina. Nick is going to be representing Zelda. I am going to be representing Lucina. And it's our job to convince the jury to vote for our respective character through any means <laughs> necessary. The jury is going to consist of three seats. Aaron, it's Chad, that's you watching from home. Seeing you guys in the chat right now, seeing a bunch of cool badges. We are on silver badges. Were we on silver badges before? Did I just miss that? I think, I think it's we recent. awesome. I think it was yeah. last week. Uh, well, I might have missed that last week that, that we, we have people with silver badges, but I love it. It's great to see those silver badges. Everybody who's got badges, everybody who's a member, thank you so much for supporting our shows and, and, and helping us through uh, 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 making these shows and um, uh, uh, through the years uh, as we continue to make Death Battle, Death Battle Cast, DBX, et cetera. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being here. Um, but uh, you guys are going to be one of the major votes to decide who wins between Zelda and Lucina. And of course, this isn't a courtroom. Uh, everybody's part of the conversation. So if you're in the chat watching this live, you can join in and let us know, you know if we're right about something or if we're wrong about something or if we missed something. Uh, to be honest, I might need a little bit of help from you guys on Lucina. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you announced and... that you were defending her and people just started saying, rip Ben. So... Uh... <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. I found some stuff. So I, I fell off the Fire Emblem, um, um, train track during. I played the Game Boy ones that came stateside, and and then after the GameCube ones, I kind of fell off the track. So I unfortunately did not play Awakening when it came out. So I'm less familiar with Lucina than some of the other characters. Nobody remembers any of the characters from the original Game Boy one. Nobody remembers Hector. I like Hector a lot. <laughs> But uh, he's no, the axe nobody guy. Cares about Hector. The uh, surprise twist. He's just going to argue for Hector. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, he's got blue hair too. Um, but... Yeah, let's just change it mid cast. It's fine. Yeah. We can. He's yeah, got, Captain Crunchy. Battle axe. He's cool. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I might need a little bit of help <laughs> with some of the weird like specifics about losing a story. But uh, outside of the story, I think I got a pretty good argument for her. But anyway. Um, so we're going to start with opening statements. Uh, Nick, do you want to start? No. 60 seconds uninterrupted? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Fine. Okay. Let's go. All right, go for it. All right, Zelda, what's to say? This is the titular princess, the titular legend of Wit Zelda. Um, <laughs> anyway, there, there's all kinds of different versions of Zelda, and just like Link, Zelda is one of those uh, main characters of the cast that gets reincarnated, reincarnated time and time again. So over the many years, over the many timelines, she's accumulated all kinds of different powers and abilities. Um, there are some that are kind of, uh, you know, overlapping and stuff like that. But I mean, between Sheikah Slate, between her sword, 
between her uh, her chic ability and transformations and stuff like that. Not to mention the Triforce of Wisdom. I think she has honestly everything she needs to take on Lucina. I don't know anything about Lucina. All I know is <laughs> blue-haired uh, version of girl version of Marth that doesn't have the tipper mechanic and something about a butterfly mask. That's all I know. So uh, I I'm pretty sure Zelda's got this. Now, educate me about Lucina, Ben. <laughs> no, I, I never take up the full time because I never plan this thing. I never plan my little opening spiel. I just have bullet points. You gotta points take a note from Billy. <laughs> Billy's the master. Yeah, he's times his out. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I once did the the whole uh, knuckles rap as one, and ever since then, I have not prepared any of these opening statements because it was terrible. <laughs> All right, so let me let me let me let me set the stage for Lucina. Uh, 60 seconds. Lucina is um, one of the most powerful characters in the Fire Emblem multiverse because she is uh, a descendant of the Exalted, one of the Exalted. And the Exalted in this universe are uh, people who have basically a pact with a dragon, a divine dragon, uh, to be able to wield the falchion, which we'll get into later. Um, it's basically a holy sword. It's the master sword of the Fire Emblem universe. Um, she is, she grew up in an era where everything was shit. It's funny that we announced a Silver for Death Battle, the next episode of Death Battle, because she basically has the same backstory as Silver. Uh, <laughs> the universe went to shit, a big evil monster thing showed up and just ravaged the planet, and she grew up in that post-apocalyptic universe, becoming a master swordsman, master with a lot of different weapons, uh, and eventually traveled back in time to stop the apocalypse from happening, and succeeded. Unlike Silver, who really didn't. I don't know why that turned into sort of a dig on Silver, but. <laughs> what an oh, opening way, statement. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, she, she is an incredibly skilled fighter. Um, and I think, honestly, the big crux of my argument for Lucina is going to be Zelda is a person who commands fighters to do her bidding, whereas Lucina is a master warrior through and through. She is one of the most powerful characters throughout all the games. Uh, when she shows up, she's wielding the falchion, which is Marth's weapon, it's Krom's weapon. Hers has been awakened. It has the full power. Basically, in the lore, use the Fire Emblem to unlock the full power of the falchion. Only an exalted person can do this. Uh, she's done it, so it is capable of fighting things like Grima, the fell dragon that destroyed the world. Um, so she's incredibly powerful and incredibly skilled. And I don't know how Zelda's going to... I know Zelda has a lot of cool magic and has the Triforce of Wisdom, but I have no idea how she's going to be able to have the, the power to match what, what Lucina can just deliver. <laughs> Lily Mandragon well, says, I, Ben, I, she also held her own against Captain Falcon. <laughs> she... <laughs> <laughs> It's a really well, good That's point. a really cool trailer. It's, uh, I believe it's the, the same team that animated Awakening. That's right. Yeah, that that does sound right to me. Um, so you're not sure how Zelda's going to have the power to match Lucina? I do, because we established <laughs> in a meeting before this that we were going for a composite Zelda. So I'm pulling from every single thing I freaking can. Yes, we did. Okay. And uh, so, <laughs> so you were um, in that meeting, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, you, you, you allowed this to happen. You allowed this to happen. You're reaping. You're about to reap what you've sown. 
I, I will say we'll though, see. I do believe it was Liam when you asked that question. I believe Liam was the one that was like, "Yeah, do a composite." Yeah, he did say that, here. and then nobody yeah, challenged exactly. the just moved on. So you know, of course, of course, Liam is trying to screw me over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a there's a couple of games in the Dynasty Warrior series, and I know this applies to Fire Emblem as well. I'm curious if you have anything to pull from this for Lucina, but uh, the Hyrule Warriors spinoff games. There's Hyrule Warriors where there's couple of versions of Zelda that just go ham on armies. Um, but then also in the, I believe, the more story-driven Age of Calamity. It, and when I say more story-driven, I mean like it is a proper prequel to Breath of the Wild. So it, it is something more quote-unquote canonical to go off of. She, I, I don't know if I should pull out the big guns right off the bat, but I'm going to do it. Um, there is, uh, you know, those guardians in Breath of the Wild, those things that shoot lasers. Yeah, mm -hmm. she can dodge them. Um, it's it's light. She's just dodging light in Age of Calamity. Um, so you know, that's a thing that I I imagine we're going to want to get into and dissect a bit. But I'll just leave that on the table for now. Um, in Breath of the Wild, she kept Calamity Ganon sealed for a straight century using her magic, and this is Ganon <laughs> we're talking about, mm -hmm. like. I it may, perhaps there's something in the Zelda lore that I'm forgetting that meant she could do that to Ganon. But if she can do that to Ganon, I don't see how she couldn't do that to Lucina either. Again, I'm learning about Lucina. You know, Just a lot of this for the away. first time here. Yeah, seal her away is one way that she could conceivably defeat her. Uh, not to mention uh, going back to the uh, the straight up fighting ability that you were talking about earlier, Ben. Even outside of Breath of the Wild continuity in Twilight Princess, granted, we only saw her at the very end of her kingdom falling. She was straight up holding a rapier, a sword in her hand. Like she was ready to throw hands with, with people. And presumably she did. Okay. Okay. Presumably. Presumably. I, 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 I yes, that but... last one. She was seen holding a sword, so presumably she knows how to use it and did succeed, is a very I... wild assumption. I'm sorry, are you talking yeah, about when Zant invades? Yes, I'm pretty sure. There's, there's the cutscene where she drops the sword. She's standing at the throne, sword. and she's holding a sword, and then the, like, she gives up by just dropping it. She doesn't even do anything. Like, no, the, no, the armies on, come on in, On screen, she doesn't like, do anything, eh, but... I, I can't do anything against this. Lucia would have cut Zant's head off. Like, it would have been over <laughs> instantly. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but isn't it that... Zelda's whole ability to be able to seal away Ganon is contingent on the fact that he's evil. I don't know about that. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to say yes. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if it's a specific, you know, they have to be evil kind of thing. I just know that Ganon is like the mother of all evil in Zelda. So like, of course, he's the one that they're going to, you know, use this ability on if they really had to pick one person. I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like somebody in ahead. the chat just became a champion. First of all, thank you. And I just want to point out that their name is Super Poopatron. Hey, welcome. This is wonderful welcome. news. Thank you, Poopatron. This is fantastic um, news. Glad to, glad to have you. <laughs> um, okay, so if you want to join people like Super Poopatron as a champion... You should. Um, by the way, champions, uh, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, we've started releasing a new, um, like, extra podcast uh, show just for you guys. Um, so if you, if you go to the 
YouTube channel after this. You can find Champion Cast for members. Um, basically, just after each Death Metal cast, like we just uh, once once we're done wrapping up the live show, we kind of shoot the shit for another like fifty minutes or whatever. Yeah. So that's the thing is whatever. like we love doing the show, <laughs> like to hang out with y'all and everything. So what we were just we would always just hang out after the show, talking about the show or just like talking about other stuff because also like. We all like each other and miss each other and don't get to see Sometimes. each other as often. Uh, so it's fun. Anyway, I was, I was just like, dude, this is like great member content. Like we all we talk about the show, the episode. Anyway, sometimes we go further. We're like, ah, you had me on that one, but I, you know, like, and we're just like, why don't we just record this and give it to our wonderful champions? So hope you guys yeah. are enjoying it. Uh, the last one is very nerdy <laughs> and very, very spoilery. For, I had to uh, slap so many spoiler wordings on it. Oh yeah, just like you can yeah, I totally missed this one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's for House of the Dragon and Rings of Power, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Two shows yeah. I'm not watching. So if you're awesome. on that. You fully <laughs> talked about all the episodes out to that point in detail. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably stop before we start spoiling it now. Okay. <laughs> I think anyway, it'll go um, live on Friday, right after this gets posted. Um, so if you're watching this on Friday, it's already there for you. If you're watching live with us today, uh, it'll be there, there for you Friday. There's already, I think, three of them for you to check out yeah cool. all right so yeah sorry for you rally up briefly let's bring it back um because i think i think there's a lot more to talk about in terms of this i think it's easy to look at lucina and zelda and think like okay zelda's got crazy magic that you know she's a descendant of the goddess Hylia or whatever um so there's like god powers involved but lucina's got a lot of crazy shit especially if, if we are going to branch out into other things there are some fire emblem games that she appears in that i think are going to blow zelda out of the water before we get to that we'll see i do want to talk about our first sponsor for this week's episode Wait, switch haha uh let's see which is blue chew uh this episode is sponsored by blue chew a longtime sponsor of the show and of death battle uh, guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but as chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. And it's simple. Just sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And... It's all online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. If you could benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to, to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal just for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DBC at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Uh, <laughs> That's bluechew.com, promo code DBC to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. Thanks, Bluechew, for sponsoring this podcast. Bluechew has supported it. us for so long, you'd think I'd have their entire ad book memorized by this point. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Bluechew. Uh, uh, Bluechew. All right. So, we want to talk about alternate universe games. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Fire Emblem also has a uh, Dynasty Warriors type, right? Yes, so got two. The villain in that game. Who's the villain in the Dynasty Warriors games for Zelda? Do you remember? Uh, I mean, it's like Calamity Ganon in, in Age of 
Calamity. Because it's, it's, it's the prequel. Uh, do you remember the a, villain of the first one? No, I do not. The elf? Let me... Her uh, name's Sia? She's a bad guy? Do you remember playable. her, like, ultimate plan? No, I... I okay. So, I've been like... We'll come back to that. So... Yeah, I, I've not played that <laughs> game yet. Let's compare so. these villains. These, like, ultimate villains. These are, like, the ultimate crossover games of those universes, right? Um, so, in the, the Fire final... Emblem... In the Fire Emblem Dynasty Warriors game, which I think is just called Fire Emblem Warriors, the ultimate villain, the, the big bad, is a dragon called a Chaos Dragon that eats worlds, devours entire planets. The villain that they have to fight in the Zelda Dynasty Warriors game, her big evil plan is she just wants to fuck Link. That's literally all she wants to do. And waking Ganon, but you know, she's really horny for Link. So there's a really big difference in terms of the kinds of villains that we're fighting here. Um, we're talking about a dragon that is so powerful it can devour entire planets and entire worlds. Um, and the way that they beat him is they hit him with a sword. Like the falchion. The falchion is, a, is specifically designed to actually um, fight things that, can be, uh, that are on like a global scale. Uh, Awakening is about uh, the fell dragon Grima, who is like an opposite to uh, the divine dragon Naga that uh, the Exalted are sort of connected to. Um, Grima destroys the planet, basically. Wrecks it uh, in, in, the, in Lucina's past. And so with the falchion, she's able to fight it. It's, it's one of the only weapons that can actually reach uh, a fell dragon's level of power. Um, so it kind of makes sense that the Falchion would be able to combat something like a Chaos Dragon, which can destroy an entire world. So, what about that? <laughs> I mean, like, Zelda's not fighting somebody who eats a planet. She's not fighting Galactus. <laughs> I mean, you're right, she's not. She's only fighting Ganon, who, depending on... Oh, you know what I should have done? I should have looked at our own... Um, uh, remind myself of our own interpretation of Ganon from Ganon versus Dracula. That's on me, guys. Uh, so, oh, in that in that one, we we totally just scaled him to like, oh yeah, Ganon. You know, he he can punch a building. Yes, yeah, he, he can do more building than level that. Ganon. No, no, Ganon can do more than that, man. You're you're, you're pulling my chain because uh, Ganon wields the Triforce of Power, and I don't know if you know this, but the Triforce of Power. Makes you pretty freaking strong. I mean, like with Calamity Ganon, again, going back to that, because she did participate in a direct fight against him. Um, this Ganon, presumably, it, it, it would just make logical sense for this Ganon to be at least as powerful as the four giants from Majora's Mask. And if you remember, those four giants held up the moon, which if it collided into the earth and into the planet, it would have destroyed all of Termina, at least. That's like a continent. So, give Zelda some credit. She can Continent, take it. Continent, planet. Yeah, well, Nick, mm. Sponge God Omnipan says, Nick, Chad, someone quick. Bring up that Zelda has the full Triforce by the end of Breath of the Wild. And yes, it's standard to destroy all of Ben's arguments. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, also, I'm simultaneously holding that one in my back pocket until the right moment and also trying to verify that because I just want to make sure that's true. <laughs> So, uh, does she? Th I don't know if she you, has Sponge the full God. Triforce you, at the end of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I'm they imply that she does. This is, this is taking me back to my uh, 
researching days because just for this one episode, I've already got like three dozen tabs open trying to figure out <laughs> all these multiple right. Zeldas. Yeah, uh, floating shopping list just brought up what I want to bring up. How does how does Lucina time travel? Can she just like? Uh, so from what I understand, no, it, it, it was a ritual essentially that a bunch of kids in the future used to get back. Um, I don't know if she actually ever makes it back. It's left unclear. Um, she's not like a time travel. She doesn't have time travel powers. It's not like her thing. Okay. Um, it's like a magic ri- ritual they undertook. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up time travel because BT dubs remember at the very end of Ocarina of Time when Zelda has the Ocarina of Time and she sends Link all the way back to childhood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while they're I'm in the sacred saying. realm yeah while well, they're in and the sacred realm she has realm. to play a whole ass song <laughs> sorry can you imagine that fight she's <laughs> yeah. just running around like try, just like trying to get through the song like playing the song oh, of time no, no, if no, i no. finish see, this song you're gonna see, be a child again and this is gonna be really ah, she, like you know like, she, <laughs> she, do, she doesn't have to do that though you know why because she has the sheikah slate the sheikah slate can hold things in stasis that's not only useful in the middle of battle to like guarantee a hit and even like multiple hits at that that's more than enough time to play the Song of Time and send her back to the past. It's more than enough time. And the, when, you, when you have the Sheikah Slate, you just instantaneously freeze something in space and time. And it is helpless. Well, you gotta target it. Sure, you gotta target it. But again, we're talking about somebody who I'm putting forward can dodge light. She's very fast. She could, I think she can keep up with Lucina. I don't know how fast Lucina is, so that's kind of a bold light magic is statement a thing for you in, to try to in, knock down. In Fire Emblem games. Like there are there are light mages and dark mages and the light mages shoot sunlight. So do I people? Think there's an argument to be made it? that she can dodge light. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, so, she so, is so able every to attack dodge. Is can can mm-hmm. Lucina dodge? Okay, so it, mm-hmm. Lucina can dodge light. Like if if we're going yes. with the, the with this if we're going with the idea that like any any laser that we see is light speed. Um, then technically every single fireable character <laughs> can dodge light. <laughs> Well, that, that's fine. We don't have to use the, the Guardian thing because she is directly scalable, I would argue, to Link and Ocarina of Time, who we've reinforced in multiple episodes of Death Battle dodges Beamos light beams, and that is like stated to be beams of light. If Link can dodge mm-hmm. that as like a seven-year-old kid, <laughs> pretty sure Zelda you know, can keep up with that as well. It, again, again, we don't play as Zelda. We don't see Zelda in direct action a lot of the time. So we do have no choice but to kind of make some assumptions, but there is absolutely a connection. I mean, again, and, and this is really going to come down to the judges here. This is going to come down Aaron, Chad, and you guys in the chat. Like, we are talking about feats from non-canon games versus canon games. And one of these characters, we're going to seemingly be relying entirely on non-canon stuff for Zelda. Whereas Lucina has stuff from both that are going to be wildly supporting each other. Wait, wait, um, what's what's non-canon with Zelda? Out of curiosity, she's never dodged a Beamos. Like she's not, not, not dodged not a, not a dodging Beemos, light but, beams and canon I mean, games. A, a guardian that takes place. Who knows how many centuries after Ocarina of Time? I would assume technology got better since Ocarina of Time because Breath of the Wild is implied to be the like end of the Zelda timeline. It, it's I don't think it's been officially placed, but like, it's 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 heavily implied. But C-dub, have you seen how C-dub hard she a... could kick a soccer ball? No, I'm just kidding. That's right. Oh, <laughs> that's Peach. Cedo uh, is is asking, do we count CDI Zelda? Is there something in CDI Zelda that would that would 
matter here? I guess you she know, technically I... has combat experience in that one. Hold on, versus battle. She does have a. Is, does she have a sword in that one, or is it so, a wand? I can't remember. Dude, doesn't she both. go on adventures in that cartoon though? Kind oh, of. God, I haven't watched that in it's, a million years. The cartoon is mostly just Link perving on her, yeah. and she's but she's like active and involved. She's more competent in that one, and I think she has a staff. I mean, let's be real. Zelda's always been competent. Uh, you, you mean like in terms of just ability to fight? Combat. Gotcha. I don't okay, remember okay. if she ever fights in the in the cartoon. In the, the yes, the Excuse Me Princess cartoon. Yes, um, that one. That's what I'm trying to find. This is the most important research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that's that's the thing. I just don't think like yes, you you can pull out feats for Zelda where she's like. She seals away Ganon using the power of the Triforce, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, how does that apply to this situation? Um, how is she going to specifically use the Triforce of Wisdom against Lucina in a way that, like, we know is possible? There's well, not really a lot we can pull from, like, official material outside of she's in the Warriors game and they, you know, use swords. No, she... So she, she seals Ganon in a way, in various ways, in various timelines. Like, one of the most famous probably would be Ocarina. And granted, she does that with the help of six other sages. I fully acknowledge that. But it's such a reoccurring thing that it's reinforced, again, in Breath of the Wild, when Zelda, just by herself, holds Calamity Ganon, like, seals him in the castle for a straight century nonstop. Like a literal one hundred year period. She's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Using the Triforce, uh, uh, Smash Bracket in the chat did mention: Are we including? Does 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 Lucina get all of her classes? So one of the things, this this is kind of why I'm, I, I I definitely would, would like some help from you guys, chat, because because I didn't play Awakening, I'm not entirely sure how this works. Uh, but from what I understand, uh, you get to choose Lucina's mother in Awakening. Her, fa her father's Krom, but her mother could be one of, like, five or six different uh, women. Um, and depending on who you pick, her stats are different, and she has different classes available. So if we are going, if we're including all non-canon material for Zelda, technically that means all of those versions of Lucina are being composited here. And I don't exactly know what all the differences are. <laughs> um, presumably it's something that would be, like, too big for this? Maybe she's faster in one version or, or has, like, slightly different, I don't know, magic in another? I don't know. Uh, oh, yes, one of them can be you. You can be, uh, if you are Lady Robin, I believe, you can be her mother. Um, so, <laughs> or, or all of them, I guess. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. If there's any difference there, let me know. But uh, basically, I think that just means that she's got, even though we are talking about Zelda across, like, multiple different games, in a way, Lucina has a bunch of different games as well because each version of the game that you play of, of Awakening could have a completely different origin to Lucina. Um, yeah, yeah, Mandragon. I was kind of surprised by that. Just Awakening unless you pick genetics, geez. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like, the idea that, like, you, you, you have to, like, because you have to work the... Fire Emblem has the relationship mechanics, right? You have to, like, make sure to set up Krom with whoever you want the mother to be, and then they do the thing, and then out pops baby Lucina, and then next mission, future Lucina shows up. It's like, I'm your daughter! Uh, and 
uh, her stats depend on who you got to do the thing, which is interesting, but also a little fucked up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. DJ says all non-canon versions of Lucina would include Project X Zone and Lucina fought Mega Man X. Uh, there's all the classes in Awakening. Uh, then the gotcha game, which has ludicrously powerful bosses. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get to that in just a bit. But I think I think now's a good time. We should probably uh, take a quick break to talk about our second sponsor, Factor. Uh, let, me, let me talk about Factor a bit. When autumn comes to mind... What do you think of? For me, it's a packed schedule. We're almost at the holiday season after all. Um, it's getting really busy. Luckily, Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery can keep me fueled up and feeling good, no matter how crazy my days and nights will get. Whether you need a quick lunch or a nutritious meal that's ready in minutes, Factor makes it easy. And it's both cheaper and healthier than takeout, which at the end of the day is something I think we can all appreciate. That's something that I definitely appreciate a lot. Um, Factor is perfect for an on-the-go lifestyle. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are delivered ready to, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which is kind of insane to me, but I've tried it, and it legitimately works, and it tastes pretty dang good. Um, and now Factor offers over 30 meals per week, plus more than 36 add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and so on. Uh, I got a bunch of smoothies in my in my box that I wasn't actually expecting when I initially got it, and it was they were delicious. It was really good. Uh, Factor's got everything you need, and Factor's extra flexible. You can change your order up every week with plans that can give you anywhere from four to eighteen meals throughout the week. Uh, if you don't need Factor for a bit, you can also pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. So head to go.factor75.com. Slash cast one three zero and use the code cast one three zero to get a hundred and thirty dollars off six boxes. It's a crazy deal. That's code cast one three zero at go.factor75.com slash cast one three zero for a hundred and thirty bucks off. Thanks so much, Factor. All right, Nick. Let me let me talk about the real reason why Lucina destroys. Okay. So, as DJ mentioned, thank you, DJ, there are a bunch of other uh, non-canon games that Fire Emblem has, right? One of them, so first of all, there's one that's like Shin Megami Tensei, which apparently has a creature that, like, can, uh, is, like, universe level and, like, obliterates the universe, which I don't know anything about it, but it's apparently really powerful. So that's the thing. Um, but the big one is Fire Emblem Heroes, which is the gacha game that DJ mentioned. Um, Heroes has... A lot, uh, from what I understand, it has a bunch of, uh, it, every season in Heroes, or book I think is what it's called, has a villain. And in one of those, the villain's name is Frasia. Frasia? Am I getting that right? Frasia. Frasia. Um, Frasia. Yeah, so they had to fight Frasia. Frasia. <laughs> uh, Frasia and her brother, Freyer, so there is kind of a Frasia, uh, are... The closest thing I can think of is, uh, to describe them is, or I think the easiest way to describe them is they are the gods of dreams and nightmares. Um, they control dreams and nightmares. Um, and it gets a little weird because apparently there are worlds within dreams and nightmares in Fire Emblem. We don't need to worry about that, but I think that kind of helps support what happens next. Uh, so they split their duties. But then shit goes bad when... Frasia absorbs Freyr's power, 
and Freja becomes goddess of the multiverse, capable of reality of, of altering all of reality and throwing people into nightmares, changing their own reality, making them think people are gone, um, destroying everything around them, and basically becoming an evil god, capable of obliterating everything in existence. And how do you beat Freja? Smack her a few times with a sword. Lucina can do that. But I see people saying, like, this is reaching, but if we are including something like uh, um, the, the Dynasty Warriors games, this is the same kind of thing. This is actually even exactly the same kind of thing. It is just a collection of a bunch of Zelda stuff or Fire Emblem stuff thrown together into a single game. And this is something that is canon to that kind of universe of Fire Emblem. They fight a person who can literally manipulate the entire multiverse, which in Fire Emblem is established to be limitless because there are a bunch of different Fire Emblem worlds and timelines and whatnot. Um, so I don't think there is a single entity in all of the Zelda universe that can match something this powerful. Just because you can defeat something that's capable of destroying a multiverse doesn't mean you in turn can destroy a multiverse, though. I think, like... No. Lucina's not going to be able yourself. to destroy a multiverse, but her sword is this magical sword that is designed to be able to overpower stuff like this. Um, she is fast enough to fight somebody like this. Here, here's one thing, one scenario that I keep uh, sort of checking everything against in my mind. What's going to stop Zelda from using Nehru's Love, which is a defensive shield that, as far as I know, doesn't have a limit to what it can block other than it just lasts for a minute but it's a full minute and during that minute what's going to stop her from freezing lucina in place with stasis with a sheikah slate and then blasting her and her little noggin with a light arrow and then sealing whatever's left into the the, the spirit realm or what uh, the i forget what it's called um the, the phantom zone sure yeah yeah <laughs> what, the shadow zone the I, twilight I, zone i keep forgetting what it's if, called if for the falchion can can defeat somebody as powerful as Freja, it can shatter it can definitely get through Nero's love and the time to cast Nero's love lucina just cuts her head off it's yeah, just we're, over we're, we're talking well, about so maybe it's worth going down the speed rabbit hole a little bit more because I, I, like at the highest reasonable estimates, it seems like they're about even there. Like both capable of moving approximately light speed or dodging light at least. Um, so I don't know. Like if if Lucina is going as fast as something that Zelda herself has dodged, and if she can then you know use the instantaneous stasis thing to hold her in place, there goes Lucina's you know balancing a. a, a God, I'm, for, I'm forgetting all my words today. There goes, there goes the, her way of evening the playing field, is what I'm trying to say. Hey, uh, Charles Nguyen, that Nick has established that it is all Zeldas, which means that all Fire Emblems are on the table. Yeah, and maybe the including every version of both these characters is a slippery slope than in a real episode. <laughs> you don't actually go down. Maybe. Um, maybe we draw some kind of lines in a real death battle. So I, all bets I've been are going off through in the, in, the, in the Death Battle cast. So I've been going through Legend of Zelda TV show clips. I've just been like kind of trying yeah. to find something because <laughs> uh, just because you know there's got to be some weird what stuff in there. right now. <laughs> it is important. I want to know. Uh, and listen, I, I she can <laughs> she can push a ghost. She can interact with the intangible. <laughs> I am not okay. even. Saying, 
Zelda herself <laughs> has been a ghost before. In Spirit Tracks, she was killed. Um, now, I have not brought that up because it's, it seems pretty likely that it's the specific spell that the bad guy used to kill her that turned her into a ghost. Like, if she died by any other method, I don't think it's reasonable to assume that she could still be a ghost interacting with the world and possessing statues and whatever else she can do in that game. But she's been a ghost before, too. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this, yeah. this is feeling like something that requires more research than either well, of us that's how able all to of give these this. go, right? <laughs> and also, like, opening the, the floodgates to literally every single game and, and, and whatnot that these characters have been in goes make it, like, this typhoon of, like, what the hell are we even talking about? Uh, Lucina can fight somebody who can alter reality and time throughout all of the multiverse? What? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any logical sense if you play Awakening. I mean, I haven't played Awakening, but I assume it doesn't make any logical sense. Uh, um, so, you know, to a certain degree, like, we're, we're kind of jumping out of, you know... Jumping out of what is actually reasonable. Yeah, so what is actually probably, reasonable here, but yeah. if we're going to be reasonable about it and say just normal canon is what we're working with, um, Zelda's got nothing, man. Like, she's just going to get her head chopped off. Oh, crap. So. No, 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 That Even sticking with just what's canon, you still have Age of Calamity. Like, that is absolutely... That's not canon, though. Why isn't it canon? It's a direct prequel to Breath of the Wild. No, it it's isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It is an alternate timeline. Cool. It is a what if story. Yeah, it's an elf world story. You're not helping. <laughs> hey, I didn't slam it uh, on you earlier. Your first mention was kind of just like, mm, but okay. She was waiting for you to, to double down. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a what if story because it doesn't lead into they they cancel the apocalypse. Yeah. In. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is a spin-off game of, of the Legend of Zelda series. It takes place in the world of Breath of the Wild in a different freaking timeline. <laughs> God dang it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's like... I, I remember us looking into this for... Um, I think it was Zelda, Link versus Cloud. Like, can it be considered just canon in a different timeline? And, and there are... I, I don't remember specifically what it was, but we, we did find that there were certain inconsistencies um, where, like, they would establish something in Breath of the Wild as this happened, blah, 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 and then in, in Age of Calamity, before all the timeline shenanigans happens, the actual, like, existing timeline is different. So, it, it it's a little too far out there. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that it could be connected, but even then, like, yeah, it doesn't match up. The, the whole timeline thing wasn't even conceived by the fan base until, I don't even know how many games in at this point. Uh, but it's just a thing that Nintendo kind of retroactively adopted. So it's it's they're concerned with making games first and not so much telling a consistent, coherent story between them all. So there's there's bound to be uh, inconsistencies I mean, one way or the other. That's pretty similar to Fire Emblem. The Falchion appears oh, yeah. in multiple Fire Emblem games. It looks completely different every time. I don't know why. Fair, <laughs> uh, fair. The argument is that they're different universes, different timelines and whatnot, I think. Like, that's the idea. That's the reason why uh, Frasia being able to control the multiverse is like, infinite multiverse power! 
because it's like the Pokemon thing where like every single Pokemon game is a different timeline or whatever. That it's, it's that kind of thing. We're so about, I don't know. We're it's, opening it's, up. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm looking for talking, other perspectives. Yeah, no, we talked a lot about like you know, all the different versions of power and stuff like that. I'm, they're, they're both pretty killable characters, right? <laughs> like yeah, their durability isn't by like the fact super that insane. Died. Yeah, like I, mean, I would be Lucina. You can consider has fairly high durability just because she survives her initial counter with Grima, whose breath can kill you. What? Just breathing on you, yeah. Like she is, she is able to. I mean, it is because she is exalted, mm -hmm. um, because she's tied to the falchion. She is a stronger person than than, than normal. Um, okay. I saw somebody in the chat say something like, um, uh, uh, Lucina, Lucina herself isn't all that, but her sword allows her to do a bunch of awesome stuff. And yeah, at the end of the day, it is kind of true. Um, her, her sword and her bloodline are where a lot of the powers come from, but like that's what we do here at Death Battle, so I don't know if that, why that would necessarily be a problem. Um, yeah, and I mean, depending on like who her mom is and how you like sort out her classes, as it is with most Fire Emblem characters, you can really kind of up a durability or resistance level of a character as well. It's just, I love Michael it, it's that fun thing with Fire Emblem. It's like you make it your own character and it's like class build out. So you can make them as busted as you want. <laughs> I do love Michael Rodriguez point, pointing out, oh yes, they are very killable. The perfect weakness to explore. <laughs> Sorry, we, yeah. when we look at there's a lot of there's like a real big range of killable in, in death. Are battle. they killable? Yeah, yeah, like, mm. <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty killable. Is what I'm saying compared to like some of the other killable like, compared to other it, other characters. Yeah. More know, often than not, sure. in their worlds, like they are they're not some almighty unkillable or even extraordinarily hard to kill things. At least not for the big bad of each story that they appear in. Like, but, would an arrow kill Lucina, for example? Uh, I would because they're always fighting with like? swords. So you'd think that there, like there you know, bows and arrows. I mean, there is the bow would... class. Yeah, yeah. It depends yeah. on what kind of arrow, right? Um, like there are different types of weapons in the games. Um, I believe there are light arrows. I think she can eventually get a bow that fires light arrows. Um, interesting. Could be wrong. That helped me with that. Um, but what would uh, happen if she got? I shot mean, you by can technically arrow. kill it. You could. When you are playing the game, if we're just taking gameplay mechanics into account, uh, you could lose the game, I think. I think she's a lord. Uh, if, if she dies and mm -hmm. you know, other characters swarm her and take her out. She does have you know, a lot of hit points, and, and you can level her up to be much stronger. And depending on her mom, she might have more hit points. Um, Scarlet in the chat says, For Lucina, based on Just Awakening, she has skills like Aether, which can heal herself based on her damage dealt oh. to an opponent, so she can heal from striking Zelda. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank um, you, Scarlet. The sword heals her. The sword inherently heals her all the time. So just the fact that she is connected to the sword, she has a healing factor. Interesting. <laughs> Amazon Pandora, I, I, who wins if we give them both a shotgun? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's the that's the death Man. metal spinoff we need, right? Death battle, shotguns only. See, that boomstick would be the, all about that. Yeah. yeah like. the, the next time we're we're trying to figure out who wins in a fight between two people, and that fight would just be like a stalemate. 
a portal needs to open up and Boomstick needs to just hand both of them shotguns and leave and let the fight continue from there. Um, Perfect. This is how we should address ties from now on. I mean, I... (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Look, I'm, I'm learning a lot about Lucina here. She is more impressive than I gave her for because all I knew about her was something about a butterfly mask and she's Marth and Smash Brothers without a tipper mechanic. That's literally all I know. <laughs> There's more to her than that. I admit, I still am not hearing anything that convinces me. How about this? SpongeBob Omnipants asks, who is a better shot? Uh, Lucina is, you, you can level up her as a bow knight, I believe is what it's called, a bow knight. Um, so she's skilled in bow. I mean, she's already skilled in multiple weapons, spear, bow, sword, axe, et cetera. She is incredibly talented with a bow and can shoot things that are as powerful as Grima at, in canon, fell dragon capable of ravaging the planet. Um, Zelda was Zelda, doing trick shots. If we give her a bow, in there, are right, yeah, there are is. two games. Right. There are two games where she doing trick fires shots ricocheting arrow. off of the, the Link's shield. She sucks at like it. a 10-year-old. She fucking sucks with the bow. Like, you give her the bow. That's how she's programmed, In Wind though. Waker. Like, she can't hit Ganon for shit. You have to distract <laughs> Ganon. You have to distract Ganon, then she hits Ganon. If she just gave you the bow, like, I love Wind Waker. Wind Waker's like my favorite Zelda game. But, like, part of, I love that final boss, but I, I do, in the back of my head, always think, like, if she just gave me the bow, this fight would be over <laughs> way faster. <laughs> like, yeah, I, she I think can't it's more hit of a Ganon testament. for shit. I think that's more of a and, testament. And, to... and, even more, sorry, but there's more to it. When, when she finally decides, okay, she, he's too fast for me, I'm going to hit your shield, and you deflect it back at him, because she can't hit Ganon for shit. Um, she starts aiming at you, and it's like, okay, okay. She'll hit you more often than not. She also doesn't know when to fire. Like, you'll just not have the shield up, and she'll be like, oh god, oh god, I can't hold the bow string back. Ugh! And she'll let it go and just strike you in the face with an arrow. She's yeah, not very good with it, the bow. Hey, that's, hey, that's, that's, that's funny and all, but... That is, I think, just how she's programmed, not how she actually is. Like, it, no, it's, it's actually, guys, I think it's probably because she just needed some, some glasses. glasses. All right. <laughs> because our third sponsor is Shady Rays, and this episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. You can see the read in my eyes, so I'm going to take these off. Uh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Seriously, guys, I absolutely love these sunglasses. They have easily become my favorite uh, pair of sunglasses. I've had my friends try and steal them. Luckily, I have two because my wife also stole a pair. Um, They are hands down my favorite pair of sunglasses that I have ever had. Um, And these durable frames uh, are extremely clear. uh, Sorry, and extremely clear polarized lenses are perfect for your outdoor adventures. I actually had a, a, I got to test the durability of these because I had them on you know right here because i went inside and then my friend's dog was really excited to see me and jumped up and put a just their dog's nail all down the whole glasses and i was like oh man am i gonna have to use their amazing warranty which i'll tell you about in a second didn't even have to it literally i just like it came out they were durable look they look great um let's see so that's not all every pair is backed by their lost and broken replacement deal uh basically if you lose or break your pair even on day one they'll send you a brand new pair no questions asked Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And this is cool. With every order, this is, I really love this. Uh, Shady Rays provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. So you can look good in your shades and do some good for others too. 
exclusively for you, our viewers and listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DBC for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You're going to want to, I promise. Like I said, my wife's already stolen a pair. Uh, try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 200,000 people. That's code DBC at ShadyRays.com for 50% off. Thank Love you for the sponsor. It. Yeah, thank you, Shady Rays. And I, I, I was going to grab my, my pair as well. They're, they're really good. Really high quality. Yeah. Definitely check them out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also loving uh, the chat. You guys are hilarious. Uh, the Man Dragon's just saying, like, Ganon's just smart enough to not stand still. So, of course, Zelda doesn't hit him. I love yeah, it. That, that's the kind of uh, thing I was trying to say. Like, I think it speaks more to Ganon's, th- the threat of Ganon than it does Zelda sucking. That, that's just yeah, my interpretation. Before, you were talking about like using Ganon and Link as a scaling, as, as, as a tool for scaling. And I think this, that sort of is evident that Ganon and Link are just above Zelda like, when it comes to actual physical combat. Like, she cannot be scaled to them directly because they're just going to be better than her when it comes to dodging things, when it, like, like beams of light, when it comes to dodging light arrows, when it comes to attacking each other. Like, I just don't think Zelda's at their level. And it makes sense, given her roles in the game and, and, and her, her abilities. Yeah, like, like you, you play as Link, and you have to kill Ganon. You don't have to kill Zelda. Um, pretty sure the game doesn't let you do that most of the time. But also, that particular Zelda spent only like half the game or so even knowing she was Zelda. And even then, she spent most of that time in, like, a, a room underneath the ocean. Like, you kind of just leave her there for a long time, don't you? Like, <laughs> yeah, she just kind of so, gets like, stuck in the throat cut her some, for a while. Cut her some slack. Cut that particular iteration of Zelda some slack. She's doing the best she can. She's trying. She's trying really hard. Doesn't, she, doesn't she use a light arrow in Twilight Princess as well? Yeah, she uses light arrows in she Twilight Princess. She, she has them in, in Breath of the Wild. Granted, she gives them to Link. She still has them, um, and they continue to show up in very non-canon versions of Zelda, like Smash Brothers and stuff like that too. So it's—I only bring up those games because it just further reinforces that it's attached to Zelda in some form or fashion. Like just because we shouldn't look at the way it works in Smash Brothers and you know try to decipher how that weapon works or anything. It's just like Nintendo is acknowledging that this is a thing that is yeah. connected to zelda in some way so okay that's my only um, reason bringing that up I'm, I, the, the situation think... to beat in my mind i just i'll say this one final thing yeah, go ahead is just i still don't see anything that's going to stop <laughs> I, like the the situation in my mind to beat is zelda freezing her freezing lucina with stasis and then just doing whatever she wants. She and then can just rack it up a bunch of physics, you know, and or then... <laughs> send her back or send her back in time. It doesn't just turn her into a kid. It sends her back in time or seal her away like she does again. Like she, she's got okay. options. I do and have you can, to point something out. Because sure. you, you've brought up the Sheikah Slate multiple times. It's strong. Zelda could never use the Sheikah Slate. That was a major plot point in Breath of the Wild. She could not activate it. She could activate the camera mode. But that's but her, that's it was that's meant her. for Link, not her. She couldn't realize that. She can't access the time stop. We'll see what happens in Tears of the Kingdom. But <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if if 
again, I know, I know this is going down and uh, open up, opening up a can of worms. I don't want to reopen fully, but like, <laughs> oh, are we she, doing she theoretical things now? Yeah, theoretically, it's, it is theoretical, but like, this is Nintendo sanction. Like, if they really had a problem with Zelda using the the Sheikah Slate or whatever, they would have told Koei Tecmo, no, don't don't let her do that. Give her other means of fighting. Um, I don't know just, if they would just, have said that, but anyway, the poll is up. We 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 are running out of time, so I think I think we've got plenty of information to go on. Um, so the poll is up. Go ahead, get your votes in. Let's go ahead and bring up. We're going to start bringing up some answers before we get to the rest of the votes. Let's, we have some community answers from you guys, I believe. So let's go ahead and bring up the first one of those. Uh, every time we do one of these uh, polls, you can find it in the community tab on our YouTube page and leave one of these answers. Yeah, this one's coming from James Clark. Lucina scales to Grimma uh, as she survived an encounter with him. By the way, Grimma's roar is capable of straight up killing you. At minimum, she's castle level durability. At maximum, she's continent level durability. She has self-heal, almost unparalleled swordsmanship, and can pretty much rush Zelda down no problem. I really don't see Zelda winning this. Interesting. James Clark is using completely canon material there, not branching into Fire Emblem Heroes mm-hmm. or anything. So, that, James. Let's go ahead and bring up the answer for Zelda. Loser. Oh, it's a short one. All right. Uh, Matt Rock J says, Age of Calamity Zelda really puts it in perspective how stupidly powerful the Sheikah Slate is. Zelda can just stop time, create literal nukes, and freeze forces in ice with the flick of a wrist. It's kind of ridiculous what it can do. Oh, yeah. And Zelda's goddess powers. She can contend with a god beast for a whole century. What? Zelda yeah, goddess? I think, I think that's about wild. Calamity Ganon. Yeah, um, she, which she holds Calamity not... Ganon at a stalemate for 100 straight years nonstop. Calling it a god beast, I think, is a little misrepresentative. I would say Ganon could be comparable to Grima in a way. Like, it's, it's sort of implied that Calamity Ganon could basically do the same thing that Grima does. Um, but Zelda doesn't kill Ganon. And Lucina does kill Grima. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Master Sword is designed to help seal Ganon away. The Falchion is designed to fucking murder Grima. So... <laughs> There's a little bit of a difference there. All right, so the poll is going. Um, Yeah, let's. Well, let's go ahead and get. um, Well, first, okay. So the first vote is from not the current live poll, but the poll in the community tab. Let's go ahead and bring that up. See which what we're starting with. Whoa! Overwhelmingly, Zelda. Zelda. I kind of saw this coming. Okay. Zelda's got an 85 percent. on, on this one, this is before the cast started, though, right? And people weren't thinking about, like, hmm, <laughs> what can, you know, Lucina do outside of her normal Fire Emblem game? Also, Grima. Uh, so I think things might be different now. But we'll see. So, Chad, what you thinking? I'm kind of torn because I want to know more about... She- I didn't know she was fighting Calamity Ganon for 100 years. I thought she just, she like, She wasn't sealed- fighting him. She sealed oh. him away, and she was part of that. She was like, I think the explanation is that she's inside him. Yeah, but at the same time, she had, to, she, had to be able to, she had to be <laughs> okay. able to essentially equal, in some form or fashion, whatever Ganon could dish it's out. It's a battle of skates. wills. It's a battle of wills. Yeah. And Dudeblade and Johnny, I, I did mention that a couple of times. I, yeah. I see you in the chat. But it, well, I will say, I, I think you. he was thinking what I was thinking, which is what that, it, that made it seem like they were fighting for that long. Like, but I no. get it. So it's like, a battle no, of wills is a little different. Yeah. Okay. Um. Man, I don't know. I, I feel like there's some stuff if we dig deeper into Zelda and, uh, you know, I, I just, 
I think I feel like uh, I'm going to go with Ben because I feel Ben had a slightly stronger argument today. So I'm going to go with Lucina. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That's Nick. one for Zelda, one for Lucina. Aaron. Yeah, they're both oh. just so interesting, like characters. And quite frankly, I do feel like we need like five more cast length episodes to fully talk through everything involved in these two yeah. and, and their core <laughs> games. Um, man, yeah. I. Hard to say. Hard to I say. I say. feel like. <laughs> I, come on, I already know. All right. Well, since Nick's sassing me, I'm going to say Lucina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's two for Lucina and one for. I, I got you guys. I got you guys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. and one for Zelda. All right. Let's go ahead but and do you bring have up the, the masses, Ben? Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll you see. have the masses. Go ahead and bring up the live chat poll. Uh, maybe we're able to bring that up. Maybe I'm going to bring that up. If not, Mike's on the board, by the way, today. Uh, so we might not have told him about that one. So we could just... Oh, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll just say it. Uh, Chad, do you want to say it? Yeah, dude. Uh, and it's Zelda for the chat with a 53 to 46%. So very, very close. Uh, so that's a tie. Much closer than the raise the roof on ironic. There we go. There it is. Nice. Thanks, Mike. Okay, which means we, we have, have a tie. tie. A tie. Oh, my god. Yes, that All means right. this so. needs to be a full episode, right? That mean well, maybe. maybe. No, it means, <laughs> it means, but it means <laughs> Mike gets to choose. Yeah, <laughs> Mike's right, the right. arguments. Director uh, of the show, running the show right now. It's up to him. Mike, who do you vote for? You are the tiebreaker. It's all, <laughs> all up to, to you, man. Yeah, I hate when y'all do this. Lucina or Zelda? Zelda. I've always loved you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, just I, gotta I, wait. I'm, oh, it's I'm okay. Here he comes. To... Oh. Zelda. Zelda! Mike all votes right. for Zelda. <laughs> Go to Zelda. Oh, man. Right. Totally right. deserved. Totally deserved. <laughs> Thank so you. Zelda wins Zelda the wins. tiebreaker. Oh, my gosh. That was, that was a lot of fun. Good job, Dick. That was, that was fun. Um, Thank and, you. And, and, and wild and bizarre, like jumping into all the non-canon stuff. All right. Let us know. I, I think the biggest thing that, that I take away from this is that, like, Zelda is a character that I think would be great to bring back to Death Battle. We haven't seen her in Death Battle in a long time since season one when that Zelda Peach episode is... Yep. Meh. <laughs> uh, and uh, we do really need some Fire Emblem characters in Death Battle, I think. Absolutely. And I think it would be great to explore them. So let us know who you think should, would be a good uh, matchup for Zelda in the future and what Fire Emblem matchups you want to see in the future. Is Lucina the character that you want to see and who would she fight? Or is there maybe a different character? I've seen a lot of Fire Emblem uh, suggestions over the years. And yeah, I think we really need a uh, Fire Emblem under our belt so we can at least research the universe and have that base. <laughs> like, well, hey, if, if you want to come back wanna... to this and be like, I yeah. know everything. Everything now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if you want to do a Fire Emblem episode and really get your feet wet with a bunch of characters, you could just have a battle royale of all the blue-haired protagonists. Oh, God. Oh, Isn't man. that like 140-something? <laughs> like, probably is. Hector! Yep. Hector's going to win. Come on. This is yeah, there it is. Hector, Hector for you, Ben. <laughs> get all the way back around. Marth. <laughs> All right. Cena, Thank you guys so much for one. listening to and watching this episode of Death Metal Cast. Uh, Trunks versus Silver is our next death battle. However, it is a twist because obviously Trunks would kick Silver's 
ass. Uh, but no bias. yes, no bias. sorry, Bruno. I do know that this is a family friendly show. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> um, no, be- because because of of the obvious power difference between Dragon Ball and Sonic, we have decided to go with the Dragon Ball Heroes version of Trunks, also known as Xenoverse Trunks, versus the Archie Comic Silver. So it's going to get wild, guys. Get ready for a crazy episode. All right, that comes out in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, as always, be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Be awesome. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you guys. Bye.